five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Is there anything better than this? I feel like I'm in Hobbiton right now. Ah, the Shire. Yeah. A simple life. <laughs> that means comfort. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep this in right here. <laughs> No, we can we can we can bring it down now. All right, um, the one and only Brett Bazooka Lubayeshki is sitting across from me. He's not a BB gun guy. <laughs> Good morning, Billy. He's like quad quad rocket launcher kind of guy. <laughs> and I'm talking about his legs. <laughs> I think this is a good start. <laughs> I do squats. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't squat if you don't squat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's it. Um, so the Hobbit, I mean, that was from the Shire. That's right. But we started talking about Lord of the Rings yesterday. How good. I mean, I'm hooked. I want to go. I want to go watch all 13 hour. You know, when listening, I want the extended 17 hour. <laughs> then you get the director's commentary. Oh, yeah. You get another 13 hours. Jackson, give me that. <laughs> Imagine that project. Dude. I think I saw something about him. He's like, just sat. I don't know if he did it all the production in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You said you were there when it was going on. But he like sat in a black room and just like edit, edit. You know, kind of like I do. Edit and like just like put the things together and just like masterminding this. It, uh, masterpiece yeah this epic production yeah yeah it's incredible well when i i, I was in new zealand yeah uh for the australasian premiere of the fellowship of the ring the what pre- what premiere the australasian premiere because okay. they did the world austro asian australasian sure australia <laughs> austro asian. okay australasian okay i'm not get it and uh there was a cave troll on top of the movie theater. Yeah. With a red carpet. Mm-hmm. Roll this out. And uh and the troll was on top of the movie theater. It was, Tom, a, it was a larger than life cave troll. Was there a real human in it or was there No, it was it was like some plaster thing. Oh, it wasn't like animated. It was no, just a no, big was, old statue. It was just yeah, big old statue there. And then I think uh, I think it was for Return of the King. They had the actual premiere in Auckland, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of bring it back mm-hmm. to New Zealand. So my first uh, one of my first days, though, in a hostel in Auckland. Yeah. Um, one of my uh, roommates there uh, invited me to his home in Matamata, which I learned that is where the set of the Shire and Hobbiton is oh Matamata, New Zealand. I didn't know that at the time, but I didn't know that either. Until, <laughs> yeah, that's um, it'd be so cool. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if New Zealand is just there's got to be attractions there. Um, I don't know about amusement parks, but like they, places to go. There's probably a tour 
Lord of the Rings tour and go like see all these different sites. And I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's been a big thing to, to boost tourism to the country. And, um, it really is. I mean, it is the Shire. Like yeah. when you go there, oh my gosh, New Zealand is the Shire. That's right. I know why. Yeah. Yeah. Cheesy peasy. I mean, then I remember when they were filming and everything, there's, I don't know if it was during that time, but at some point in my life, I heard that New Zealand is some of the most beautiful country in the world. It is. Yeah. It Stunning. Is. Yeah. Like mountain to ocean, the, to Shire, uh, yeah. to like, it's got kind of it all for outdoors. It does. And here, here's an activity I think you would enjoy. Yes, sir. Uh, zorbing. Okay. You know, zorbing. I'm absorbing you right now. <laughs> so you've got a sphere. Yes. Think of a hamster ball. Okay, dokie. All right. And then a smaller sphere inside that, that you climb into. It's like American Gladiator. It's like American Gladiator. Remember those things? You run into each other? Except you're at the top of a hill, and then they push you. Okay. Did you send me a video of this? (laughs) Probably. When they like you, like they went. It was in snow or something, and they went off the mountain. Like. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. This zorming was just a green, grassy (laughs) hill. Uh huh. Throw slosh some water into this little (laughs) sphere. So it's a sphere. Right. And then there's a sphere inside the sphere. That's what right. I'm in. That's right. That's what you're in. So, and then they just roll it down the hill. <laughs> you see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> That's my life philosophy. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> I mean, 90% of life is showing up. That's right. But that we don't have time to get delve into that. <laughs> but uh, all right. So this, what's the deal? Why, why does it need two spheres? Is there like some sort of aqueous thing in between the thing? Yeah, the yeah, they're, they're like connected by springs. Okay. It's almost like this. That's the shock. Right. Because but, you, if there's not, otherwise you're just right bouncing on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to be yeah. removed from it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. 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 Those are shock absorbers. Yeah. yeah. Have you, did you, have you done it? Yes. So it's absorbing, <laughs> I would do it again. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, do they have a chairlift to bring you back into the top of the hill? <laughs> <laughs> You got to absorb the ball back up there. I've played. I've played this game, uh, bubble ball, before. Okay. It's basically you're in a you're in a bubble, but your head is exposed, and you can run, <laughs> but everything around you is just like insulated in this plastic um, padding, uh-huh. such that we can like run into each other full speed, <laughs> and we're not going to get hurt. So this is pre COVID or post pre pre COVID? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I've been doing in my COVID, the pan, my pandemic, pandy hobby I picked up. Um, it's fun. And you play soccer. <laughs> you play soccer. <laughs> you run into each other, try to kick the ball in the thing, and like you bounce and you like, you know, it's absorbing. But one of these days, us Americans will, will catch up with the the Kiwis. Kiwis at some point. Uh, what is it about? You think Lord of the Rings that pick is awesome? Um. I think that it is, um, well, even just starting with The the Hobbit, mm-hmm. right? We'll start with, with Bilbo Baggins. Mm-hmm. Just a guy who is comfortable at home, mm-hmm. right? In his easy chair, mm-hmm. his ale, mm-hmm. his pipe weed, right? Just comfortable. That's like six, six meals a day. <laughs> six meals a day, minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-morning snack. You know, and then, and then Gandalf knocks on his door, right? And... Um, and then his he, he really his life is is changed and he has to make these decisions along the way though i think it really is you know the hobbit and and then with lord of the rings and and frodo's journey and and the fellowship it it can be 
you know, read on that like personal development level. Yeah. Right. It's really that that um, change that that hero's journey. So I think that's that's You're saying it really up. well. Yeah. Um, but a hero that, that's an unexpected hero. You know, that's the, right. the first chapter is what unexpected party that's or something like exactly that. Exactly right. And they exactly come out right. and Gandalf shooting off all these fireworks from nothing. You know, because he's a wizard. Um, and uh, the the little furry uh, furry feet hobbit Bilbo is like thrust and has to make these decisions, Yeah, you know, and he's yeah. the decision maker, like kind of, I mean, he, he did. And, and I'm thinking Hobbit now he'll disappear for like a chapter or two or, or a spot or two, you know, and he'll come back and, you know, but he is the undercurrent of, uh, of like conscience maybe, um, uh, that helped them complete their mission. That's right. I mean, he he accomplishes some things that makes him more confident in his own abilities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in a way, he becomes much more uh, flexible. Yeah. And more of that, you know, problem solver. Whereas the dwarves get more just like stuck and stubborn and greedy and all this. Yeah. And and it's really that that transformation of Bilbo. That's that's magic. It's interesting that like there's only one Hobbit, right? right. And there's many dwarves. That's so right. maybe there's something of like you know, there's comfort in number. Uh, the dwarves find, and they're not really open to change because they're just like you know with their buddy. It's like almost like traveling by yourself. You know, you have to get out there, and if you want to, if you want to really, I think enrich the experience is that's to get out there and interact with the culture and with the people instead of like me and you. <laughs> Sitting in the room that's playing right. like playing war, that's right. <laughs> you know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And like, where does I mean? I just finished. I've talked to you a little bit about it, brothers Karamazov, and um, there's like the power in that book anyway. The power of instinct and the power of uh, uh, the spiritual something beyond reason or logic speaking to you is uh, very present in that book. And I think it might. I think it might be the same for the Bilbo, just trusting his instincts. Absolutely, and and just the you know all of the other characters. Then as we expand in you know um, to the Lord of the Rings, you know the the world of men, yeah, the world of elves, huh, yeah, right? yeah, all of those, um, all of those different characters um, that Battle of Five Armies. That's that's, right. that's Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that that point, this is really more from the the movie. Um, it's very distinct where Samwise yeah. comes to that edge of the field. Yeah. And he says, if I take one more step. Yeah. This is the farthest I've ever been from oh my home. God. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. And so it really is going into that 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 uncharted territory, um, which, again, right, you could be reading this on on many levels just pure adventure i mean is this like unconscious right you yeah know, these, uh uncharted uh depths that that they're they're uh adventuring into mm-hmm. yeah. stepping off yeah. you know the first step is the hardest truly i want to go for a run every day i'm like god you know but once you start the workout or the run or whatever it might be you're like what was i even thinking like even little change is difficult Oh, it's it's interesting. So Brett Lubayashi, I don't know if I've given you a proper introduction, but uh, I called you Bazooka Brett because <laughs> he likes that kind of gum and he's, and he's got guns. Um, but Brett uh, and I 
go back about 10 or 11 years, uh, St. John's where we're actually at right now. And, uh, it's always been a really, we've, we connected from the jump, you know? Um, and, uh, really enjoyed each other's company. I enjoy his company. <laughs> <laughs> it is mutual. Oh, yes. Um, and, um, where was I going with that? Oh, St. John's. Um, and Brett stayed, you know, Brett stayed after he graduated from the Eastern classics. I did the Western GI graduate Institute program. He did the Eastern and he graduated and stayed and, um, been loving Santa Fe. Um, but I was going to say one quick thing about the, so I was in the seminar, right? And, uh, I personally like to move around the chairs at the table. <laughs> like the next day I come in, I'm like, I'm taking a different chair. <laughs> and some the majority of the people that sit around the table at seminars at St. John's, I think like the chair that they start with, right? Don't right. take my chair. That's right. And I was talking about, I'm like, yeah, little changes, man, little changes. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. anyone can like be okay with little changes, Johnny's can, you know, <laughs> that's the whole, that's the whole deal of the education is the, uh, hitting the brain from different angles and nothing is, you know, set in stone for sure. And yeah, the life of the mind I, I think need variety. It's a really interesting phenomenon about the the chair, the seating <laughs> arrangement, right? Like, why yeah. why is that? That it's just whatever you and to some extent, it's probably random, just where you sit in the yeah. first in that first class. Yeah, I like to sit next to the tutor mm. because of notes and stuff. <laughs> so you get all the answers. There. Take his take his, yeah. take his pen. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, I had a little talking to about the dean. <laughs> Well, hey. not only do you change, not only do you change uh, seats, you're also changing shirts. Oh my gosh! In the middle of a seminar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, full disclosure, it was in the bathroom. <laughs> All right, hope you, ladies and gentlemen, enjoying these stories. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, what was I was gonna say, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, it's a it's a funny phenomenon about the seat particularity yeah. um i uh um i had something but i lost it well i back to your idea of, of just you know those little changes mm -hmm. um and you know w we were talking the other day about routine yeah and uh, you know i have that that's that it's a conflict almost it seems where i really yeah. i really like routine i like to have things you know uh just that you know know what to expect yeah gives a little bit of uh, structure to my day, to my week. And at the same time, I I can't stick to a routine for too long. I've got to be changing it up to a new routine. Yeah. <laughs> and you, uh, how often do you change the routine? You say, you say? Or whenever you feel like it, yeah, whenever you sort I mean, of, it, it hits your, 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 your hypos is uh, elevated. That's right. And, and I like to think of, you know, it, it could be like a month, right? Yeah. Like just having those, um, uh, kind of markers to maybe it's like a, on the new, maybe it's moon like you know because moon you know the moon has definitely effect on on people you know the cycles absolutely um i remember my thought i dated a girl in annapolis and um she's a johnny and i was like yeah i'm like she's doing a reading and she did a reading at the same place like at the same on the same table chair almost like in, in similar times of the day. I'm like, you're Johnny. You got to be flexible, you know? 
like try brushing your teeth with your off hand take different route to school you know flex the brain come uh, on uh, we're life of the mind here it's gonna atrophy if you do the same thing over and over again right. and she like totally put me in my place she's like no 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 no, no. the text change okay that's what really flexes the brain <laughs> right. the consistency right. for me anyway right. is like i need to uh, it helps me because it's comfortable mm-hmm. engaging in tough things to eliminate being somewhere new while trying to engage in tough things yeah. you know yeah and i, I was like yeah Fair, fair, yeah, fair enough. For yeah, sure. I'm going for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, I read an article about uh, uh, this switch hitter, a baseball yeah. player. I can't remember who yeah, it was, yeah. but would brush his teeth with both hands, start doing everything with both hands, yeah. and so that's what I've I uh, I tried. Never did become. I, a I tried. Switch hitter got ten cavities the next <laughs> month. <laughs> <laughs> Tried just, and I just gave that up. Just gargled. <laughs> uh, but I still, I can't, yeah. I can't brush my teeth with both hands. Still, I use two so. brushes, <laughs> two hands. <laughs> I actually brush my teeth and clean my ears. That's why I can't hear out of one ear now. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you had at your house uh, right across the street. Brett, like, is awesome. A very kind, caring soul. Um, and it's the truth. But uh, Brett found me this cool casita right across the street from him. And we've been hanging out all week. It's a Sunday right now. And uh, he's got a really cool, comfortable leather chair. That he's like, hey, this is what I contributed to the house. <laughs> Brett, his beautiful girlfriend. And uh, anyway, that's his leather chair. And he, you don't like to do work in it. That's right. You got to have that one spot in the house. Yes. That is just for relaxation. It's just, it's my space, not doing any work. Pure leisure. That's right. Yeah. Might, might read some, you know, might read some difficult text there, but, um, but no, no work. Yeah. Happens there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. That's good to have those spots. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I took make it, I made a mental note of that. Maybe I'll do that when I get home, but yeah. I'm not, maybe I should be more routine, routine, routine. Well, I have been, um, this past, uh, school year, uh, really been trying to make that, that balance between life and that balance between life and what life and work. Yeah. 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 And yeah. You, you're teaching at the school. Um, what's the name of the school again? That's right. It is called the May Center for Learning. Cool. Yeah, and I uh, even I even uh, joined this uh, club, the Forty Hour Teacher Work Week. Um, and uh, this this woman out of Florida has put this together to really help support teachers. Uh, you know, have that balance in their lives. Uh, and you know how it is with teaching, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you could spend all your time there's always something more to do yeah. more you can be doing for your students yeah and yet you know taking care of ourselves as educators that's that is a way that you can serve your students taking care of yourself absolutely it's yeah. like when it's like when working out it's like you got to take a, a rest day <clears throat> and yeah. part of the rest is like helping your body that's right you get better stronger more in shape by taking the seventh day or whatever and resting your body so you, you know so the muscles grow back stronger. That's right. <clears throat> the 40 hour teacher work week. That's right. Explain that. So it's really, uh, the idea is to come up with, um, different strategies and the way that she set it up is each month has a different theme. 
And so it might be, for example, batching the work that you do, similar tasks, just getting them all done at yeah. once, right? Yeah. Uh, strategies for lesson planning. And even if uh, you don't get to working 40 hours a week, it's yeah. really coming up with what is that target? Yeah. What is that that target amount of time you want to work in a week and, and just reducing? Because uh, the chances are most teachers are working you know, well beyond 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, uh, really, yeah, just, just reducing that and still getting everything that needs to get done, done and, and reprioritizing. And that's what I think this, this past year and a half has really been useful for is, is figuring out what is important, right? What needs to get done and what can, what can be left undone, um, and, and still serving your students, Right, you know, serving them well, and, and still delivering a great product. Exactly, exactly. Um, more efficient. It's like work, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, so school years. I'm not like school year. I'm like summer. I mean, but your your work in the summer continues. That's right. It's coming up. We'll be we'll be back in school in August in person, like most schools across the country. Yeah, and. uh you know, at the same time, I'm taking it day by day. Hey, it's July 18, you know, it's just right. like, it's enjoy. That's enjoy right. the summer. That's right. Once it, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful time to be in Santa Fe, I tell you that much. Yes. I mean, Santa Fe is just beautiful. Like, you like all the seasons here? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, we talked about the winter the other day. Yeah. I mean, come on. Talk about a hobbit hole. Get in your hole and burn <laughs> some wood and, and, and eat. Get ready for hibernation. <laughs> Were you saying the other day that you, you, oh no, you get up earlier in the winter? Because I think it's kind of you're kind of hardwired for work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And then we're kind of we're at the leisure season right now, which is the summer. Yeah. Uh, but being in Santa Fe, like for ten or eleven years now, uh, what is it that just like it's a land of enchantment, right? It is. What what is enchanted to you? Or is it, it is. just the land? <laughs> uh, I mean, it really is. So I you know, I grew up in uh suburban Chicago land. Yeah. So this place is is much different than that. Yeah. Um and I mean in the winter it really is the the sky. I mean, just the the stars. Um and that's something that I've gotten a lot more into just looking at the stars since I've lived out here. Yeah. Um and even just with a pair of binoculars, what you can what you can see in the night sky is is really incredible. And it's and it's more it's more vibrant in the winter. Yeah, well I think it's the um you know, the elevation here too. Yeah. Right. We're at seventy two hundred, seventy three hundred feet. Highest uh, state capital. Oh, man. Shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa Fe. <laughs> City of faith. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just, um, you know, especially if a, when a winter storm moves through that next day, it's just, it's crystal clear. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and then the sun in, in the winter, it melts that snow yeah. so quickly. It's clean. It's clean. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there's that distinct smell. Yeah, um, it's that that pinon wood burning yeah. in the winter. Oh god, you got uh, in the gotta, fall we here. Gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting have, me in a trance, dude. You're gonna have green chili, the roasting green chili smell coming up soon. Yeah, it's. You said it, man. You said it. The fall is sweet. Fall is sweet. Yeah. I remember one time. Ever go down to the um, Hot Air Balloon Festival? Yes. Yeah, I went there one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went on a date with this girl. 
I met her at a wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah, my buddy's wedding. He actually lives in Colorado. I might see him this next week. And uh, she happened to live in Albuquerque. She's mm-hmm. like a newscaster. Mm-hmm. She's uh, yeah, she's cool. So I went down there. I was like, it was snow. It was snowing. It was it? Yeah, it was like snow was on the road in like uh, September. Yeah, you know. And I was like an hour late for the date. She's not happy. But I'm like, come on, man. I'm driving an hour and it's snow all over the place. And it's just, it's 25, right? That's right. Yeah, it's just like it was not a fun drive. And I was probably letting, give myself enough time. I run a tad on the tardy side, but um, I'm working on it. Anyway, we had a great time. And then I was driving back. I'm like, wait a minute. What are those things? This is like Sunday morning. And I'm like, whoa, it's the balloon festival. So I swung on in there. This just hit me. And I grabbed myself some donuts, <laughs> hot, fresh, sugary, made on the spot yep. donuts. Yep. So I must have been the donut, the something hit me. I'm like, all right, I got to talk to someone right now about getting myself in one of them hot air balloons. <laughs> so I started pressing some flesh, you know, I'm like, Hey, got any room in your basket? <laughs> guys like, no. <laughs> No, no, it's not a basket. All right. <laughs> okay. Right. What is it? Cabin a cockpit. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, I asked like four or five people, like one person's like, yeah, like a thousand dollars. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some more donuts and take my ass back to Santa Fe. <laughs> uh, but they're like, I got some pictures I can pull up anyway. Well, there's that, uh, if you find a Dave and Buster's, there might be that, that game yeah. where you go in the hot air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be the closest you get. It's like there's like a skydive, inside skydive <laughs> simulator <laughs> back home in like DC area. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And I think you just like, you're like this. Yeah. And like the wind like pushes you up and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that You've been skydiving. I'm in New Zealand. So not only Zorbing. When are we going over there? But also skydiving. Well, I did, uh, there is this uh, peak, it's a, a hill, legendary yeah. hill, that if you climb to the top of it. Is it one of the ones you... that light the signals? <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. You know what I'm talking about? Sure the signal do. fires. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> and you're going to say before you said it, William. But there is a legend that if you climb to the top of this peak, you'll return to the land in, in seven years. And now that was more than seven years ago, but I'm, I'm sort of thinking seven is this like, yeah. Amorphous number right? It's like 10,000. It's, you know, it's yeah. Like Why not? Seven, 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 right. Some, something to do with seven. Right. So at some point I will return to New Zealand. I'll, maybe I'll a multi, you know. maybe multiples of seven. How about 14 year? Is there that coming go. up? I uh, passed that. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> How about seven divided by two plus th- okay fine. i think we're coming about 21 okay let's circle it <laughs> i'll go with you all right if you don't want to take brit <laughs> fine standing yeah but i have to say in the skydiving i think the 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 plane ride yeah. is probably the scariest part interesting being in that the little anticipa- propeller plane anticipation <laughs> or, uh, anticipation and just being in a, pro- in a propeller i want plane. out of this plane <laughs> I feel more comfortable skydiving with a parachute that hopefully will deploy. Yeah. yeah. Now the 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 instructor, right? The first time you skydive, you got to have someone strapped to you. Yeah, right? yeah. You can't just skydive on your own. Yeah. This yeah. guy, he was. I, 
I think he's the Romanian skydiving champion. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't know, first of all. For accuracy? They were skydiving sheer, sheer numbers? <laughs> but he knew where Schomburg was. This is the town oh, I grew yeah. up in. He knew where Schomburg was. So here I'm in New Zealand with the Romanian skydiving champion who knows my hometown. And uh, the first 30 seconds after you jump out of the plane, I couldn't remember a thing. Oh, like there's God. so much stimuli, stimuli. going yeah. through my brain. Um, and then finally I, I was able to like mm-hmm. relax a little bit and take it in. And it's, it is really incredible. I don't know that I would do it again, Yeah. Uh, but having done it once, it was uh, a unique experience. Yeah. I, uh, there were bungee jumped. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is a New Zealand, yes, sir. Uh, a New Zealand experience right off a bridge. Yeah. It was yeah. A fun, I mean, I would skydive over bungee jump. Mm. I mean, I guess it's a, a, a lot larger endeavor. Yeah, bungee but, jumping, you really feel like you're going to die. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because you don't have any parachute. You don't have any. That's right. Thing, uh, like, yeah. supposedly. All you're looking is at that river coming closer and closer to you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, j- I, I cliff jumped, like, mm-hmm. off probably, I don't know. Like, that ceiling is, what, t- eight feet? Maybe six, 20 foot, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it took all of my courage and like fortitude to jump. I was like, it was scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, I, first time doing it, really. Yeah. And it was a, a leap of faith. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you find as you're getting older, you're risk tolerance is lowering probably yeah yeah probably to do something like that takes a little more uh effort or push probably yeah. yeah yeah just like i've never been like a thrill guy mm-hmm. you know i never like need to go fast in the car right. but it's fun actually um but i don't yearn for that um and uh Never like like live on the edge. I don't need to drive a ride a motorcycle. You have a motorcycle? I you did. Yeah, used to have a motorcycle. Yeah. I still have my motorcycle license. I got a motorcycle license. All right. So, yeah, did, I tell All you, right. did I tell you what, no. did I tell you about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good story. When I was Arnold Schwarzenegger for Halloween. Twenty nineteen. I uh, took This is how committed you are to a yeah. Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at where I taught at Modern Day. It's modern or um, Halloween is, is a big deal, and I was like, I can do the arms pretty good, but you make the body and I like how you eat the apple and it's good for make it strong and big and go in this world and do great things. I know you can do it. Yeah, I can do Arnold. <laughs> so I was like, which Arnold do I want to be? <laughs> I was like, the one from Twins. I was kindergarten cop. That was last year. Every year is a different iteration. Take on Arnold. I gotta get it. Yeah, I gotta get a twin. Um, and uh, and I'm like, this is the first 2019. I'm like, I gotta do something. I'm gonna do something big. It's like I'm gonna be Terminator, and uh, I need to get my motorcycle license. I guess. And I took all like October to get it. You know, actually, it didn't take that long. I just needed to go to the. Did you do the safety? Yeah, I did that. Course. Oh. I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, that was not that wasn't difficult. Then getting to properly noted on my license at the MVA was, was kind of a pain. You know, I had to go back there a couple times. It's like skip school, and people were like, "Where's Garrett going?" 
It's like, don't worry about it. I got a couple of free periods. <laughs> they were, somebody called me out. I was like, right, yeah, I'm not there anymore. Maybe that's one of the reasons. Um, and uh, yeah, I got it. I got it on the 30th, maybe the 29th of October, maybe the 30th. And then I was like, how do I get a motorcycle? <laughs> and there's like a ride share motorcycle thing that I found out. And I registered, did it all, found a, a Harley, a Harley, a, yeah, out around the Beltway, like a half hour from my place. Yeah. This is the day before Halloween. Yeah. And uh, I drive out there <laughs> to this guy's house, and it's raining. Leave my car there, get on the hog, <laughs> and I'm driving this thing in the dark, in the rain, in khaki pants and loafers. Like, like, so that's kindergarten cop. <laughs> that's kindergarten cop. Yeah. Don't, I mean, this so maybe you get into the predator. <laughs> that's kindergarten cop. <laughs> Shut up with the bathroom. There was no bathroom. And like, I, in the rain, somehow miraculously, thank you, Lord. Someone was looking out for me and uh, I got back to my place. Like I was on the beltway in the rain with the helmet, I think, on, yeah. And, like, not really knowing what the heck's going on, how to do this thing. And then, like, the next day, they're like, you drove this in the rain? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's hard to motorcycle in the rain. <laughs> it's probably better that you didn't know that. Yeah, exactly Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. I just stayed in the slow lane. Yeah. And kept it in, like, third gear. Yeah. And just, like, <laughs> give some thumbs up. And be like, yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, they're looking at me like, you're wearing soaked through khaki pants and loafers. <laughs> and then I got to school the next day, and I guess someone heard about it. And like the faculty, a couple of faculty members are like, are you like, like kind of like, what the what did you just do? You really did that? That's not very smart. I'm like, hey, I'm here, aren't I? Who's the smart one? Who's the dumb one? I made it, didn't I? Look at this costume. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to win? That's right. And is, I did. Is there a costume competition? Yeah, yeah. I won of for the faculty and the kids. I had this thing. I'm talking a lot. But <laughs> I had this thing. Uh, I had this, the van out there. Yeah. Okay. It had seats in it. <laughs> you know. Um, and I used to take a bunch of kids to school every day. Uh -huh. 10, 12 kids every morning. And, and then back in the afternoon. And on the weekends, I'd do these trips. I call it Van Ventures. Yes. Yeah. Van Ventures. Yes. And the kids created out of a golf cart of the, a replica of my van and some guy was me with like padded muscles and it had like streamers and stuff on it and they won for the whole school for the whole school and i won the teacher i'm like i am out of here i have not leave on the high note that's it and i did that was it in this in the in the in the spring that's when a pandemic happened and i'm like other things happen. I'm like, yeah. see you later. Yeah. Into the sunset. Excellent. Sorry. That was a long one. <laughs> it's great. It's not bad content. No, my, my Halloween costumes have been pretty lame over the years. Yeah. I have to admit. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have any reason, I mean, I don't know if you guys do it at school. We do. We do. I mean, Halloween is such a, it's an important holiday for kids. Yeah. yeah. It really is. No. What, what, oh my gosh. I think you sent me a, weren't you like the sky one time? 
<laughs> black, all black with with white dots. That was that was a it was a constellation of some sort. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the Big Dipper. <laughs> you know the the ele- uh, one year was the element yeah. of surprise. Uh huh. And I had I made up some you know number like the. Uh, <laughs> Are you SU? The, the table of elements, yes, yeah. and then SU, element of surprise. That's and pretty then good. I just you come jump, down your jump into classrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have a, a good friend who's a science teacher. Okay. lives in lives in Bend, Oregon. Now, yeah, uh, he, he I've been through Bend area. on the coast. Uh, no, it's inland. Never mind. Oh, I think um, I have been through Bend though. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, what do you got going for this Halloween? Element of stupidity. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> you should keep the element theme. What other? Just come up with another element. What other elements could there be? Element of, of, of brilliance. <laughs> You're the element of nothing as good as the element of surprise. Like they're coming to mind. Right. You gotta have. Is it? It's sort of a saying, right? The element of surprise. Absolutely. So you gotta come up with what? What other saying is there that has element of? Uh, exactly. That's right. what I'm trying to figure right. out. Right. Nothing's coming to me at the top of my head. (laughs) Element of curiosity. (laughs) And dress up like a cat with the whiskers. (laughs) Then they'll just think I'm a cat. (laughs) No, no, that's that's the great thing. And when it's like really confusing, you have to explain it to everyone. (laughs) These are like my jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm a cat because I'm curious, like a cat, and it's an element of curiosity. And that's why I have whiskers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Lou Malnati. <laughs> well, I mean, we took a pizza, but like, it's it's incredible. But tell me about the Eastern Classics. Like, what brought what turned you on to St. John's? How did you find out about it? Uh, from a professor at yeah. Northwestern University, uh, where I was. Uh, she was my honors thesis advisor. And uh, just said, hey, if you are thinking about graduate school, mm-hmm. check out St. John's. And I remember looking at it and I thought, oh, this is a philosophy. I'm not. I'm yeah. not a philosophical guy. Yeah. And uh, um, but it just stayed in the back of my mind mm-hmm. for about, you know, 10 years or so. Uh, I had that had that in mind. And and then uh, when I heard they had an Eastern classics program. Uh, at St. John's, that's when I got really interested. I, I my introduction to Zen uh, was Phil Jackson, huh. coach of the Chicago Bulls, yeah, right, and his book Sacred Hoops. Interesting, yes, yeah. And so I, I remember one uh, summer in college, I read Sacred Hoops, and uh, and you know Phil Jackson is a, a, a pretty spiritual guy, and yeah. and, and practice Zen. And so that was the the introduction there for me. And uh, yeah, just, you know, I think there was also still that practical side. The Eastern Classics is one calendar year. Yeah. Right. So I could do a, do a graduate program in a year that, that was attractive. And, uh, and then studying Sanskrit was probably the, my favorite part really? of the program. Yeah. It. I really liked it. I started studying before. I came out here to Santa Fe, uh, studying some Sanskrit, and I think that's always like just studying languages has been something that I've that I've always been interested in. Yeah, yeah. How was that? I wonder. Yeah. What do you like languages? Well, I think just that that um, you yep. know. I think that really is when you go to 
uh, place. Mm-hmm. And it's really like that. You can be a part of the culture mm-hmm. where, where you are when you can speak the language. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, though, I haven't uh, studied Spanish in all mm-hmm. the time that I've lived out here. I still can't speak Spanish. So that's on the that's on the to do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, is it uh, not Tabula Rasa? What is it? Uh, Rosetta Stone or something yes, like that? Yes, yes, um, yeah. And there's like other. Duolingo. There's I'm other ones. Using some Duolingo app yeah. on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's got, you have to have like sort of maybe incentive to. And it's it's such, it's, right. it's there's an element, if, especially if you grab a passport and, and go out of the country, yeah. there's a, um, such an element of uh, respect, yeah. you know. Yeah. Learn like 10 sentences, 10 basics. If you're traveling, I mean, if you're there to stay, obviously flush it out a little bit more if you'd like. Yeah. I think it's just respectful. Absolutely. And, uh, but I'm being in Europe. I'm like, I'd have the things, but I'm going to get nervous. Right. And then mess it up. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, right. but making that effort, I think yeah, is a yeah, long way. It's true. You know, just, just making that effort. This is true. So, yeah. This is true. Uh, so Eastern Zen, you worked at Google, right? That's right. Yeah. I worked at, at Google years in, ago. In like Washington or Oregon, California? Is in California. Yeah, I was at the, the Googleplex, yeah. as they call it, yeah. in, in Mountain View, California. Is that the finishing move? Googleplex? Suplex? Google. <laughs> yeah. That's what you guys do over there? Yeah. <laughs> Off the top rope. That's right. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. Apricots. <laughs> did, you, did you like the, uh, Google? What were um, you doing for them? I worked in online sales and operations, uh, so focusing on the AdWords product. The what? AdWords. Okay. So this is the advertising, which is incredibly how Google makes all of its money is through advertising. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's really mind-blowing when you think how much money the mm-hmm. company makes, and, and most of it is through advertising. Interesting. Yeah. But that was, um, it was early on in the AdWords product. Um, and I really would help clients build, uh, their AdWords accounts. Um, and so looking back, it really was, it was a type of education, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, teaching uh, my clients how to use the product and, mm-hmm. and, and helping them along the way. I mean, it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. It was very collegial. The, um, my coworkers were incredible, Yeah, right? Really um, talented, interesting yeah. individuals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, good memories, good memories from that time. But I also, you know, always felt a little out of place in Silicon Valley yeah. and, and technology wasn't really my, yeah. Total thing. Passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's sometimes hard to get you on the telephone. <laughs> Maybe because you leave it in your drawer. <laughs> No, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, a, you know, it's a, like anything, you know, fine line or yeah, a moderate moderation. It's it's ever technology is ever present. Yeah, and uh, it's important to be present. Right. You know. Well, and that's what I think. You know, St. John's is really, um, yeah. You know, not that it's anti-technology, but it is a more, you know, really going into depth. Mm-hmm. In, in on a topic yeah right? it's not it's not superficial yeah it's not surface it's, really, it's not like right. you know google the answer that's right and then move on with life that's right it's like wait a minute yes but there's is there more there right you know let's take some time and what do they really mean by this word or this sentence or yeah. you know this expression yeah um 
And uh, it's like when somebody writes something and it's, it's some people say it's like no longer theirs anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't even know if like an author sometimes like or a philosopher or a thinker or something, um, think when he's writing it, he thinks he's putting down his thoughts, but are they his real thoughts like on the, on the subject? That's why it's like, there's different, there's, there's like, I think a lot of, um, the things that are missed in transmission. Mm-hmm. That's why reading with a keen eye is important. Um, because like, it's all we have languages. I talked about actually yesterday language is important, but it's far from flawless, you know, to take something that's in brain and express it through words. Um, Good. That's right. It's always a representation. It's a representation. Right? I mean, language is a is a metaphor. It's not yeah. the actual thing. And then, yeah. And I've been actually been thinking about that a lot lately. This idea that you know we get so wrapped up in the language is actually the thing that we're talking about when it simply represents. You know, it's just a representation of the reality. It's not reality itself. Yeah. 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 Well, and I and. I mean, from from St. John's though, it's it's really one of the things that I that I learned is that this is the conversation. It's a, it's an ongoing conversation, yeah. and, and the fact that this, you know, these authors, these thinkers, these philosophers have written down though, we are able to enter into that conversation with them, right? Even yeah. though we're separated by time and space, yeah, it's still it's an ongoing conversation, and we can add to that in our own humble way yeah yeah we um that's why like yeah being a almost a projection it's not the actual thing it's a projection onto like a screen or a book you know what the person was thinking um and uh to be able to spend time and give the due respect to like all right i see the projection on the book but let me try to really almost get past that go back into the projector which is the brain of the person really try to see what this intelligent thoughtful person was saying about the most important things in life you know and that's like almost like when you say you're you're like languages that's (laughs) excuse me um that's like a uh the respect of like, hey, I'm going to learn the native language. I'm going to learn the Greek. I'm going to learn the French or the German. And then you really, I mean, even in English, I mean, if you're trying to read like Nietzsche, you know, in English, like that's another step removed. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. It's like, uh, start losing. It's like, it's like telephone, but not, you know, yeah. but you get yeah. the idea. I, I never had such a respect for translation or really that understanding of what translation does before um, I was at St. John's. Yeah. 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 It's, um, there's no requirement of Greek in the Western or Greek or Latin, but there is for the undergrad. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've thought about doing the East, you know, maybe someday if I am here yeah. full time, I would I, encourage you to do that. I would jump in yeah. for the Eastern classics because yeah. it's only really offered at Santa Fe, mm-hmm. but nowadays you can, you can kind of do it online. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Seminar works online. It is amazing. Yeah. You can still it, do that. It, it 
kind of works. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's similar. It's like, there's something lost in a little bit of a, the transmission. Right. You know, <laughs> you lose a little bit of the pure transfer of things. Yeah. Um, lose some of the conversations pre and post, but it's still a really good product. Yeah. You know, it's better than, certainly better than nothing. Right. You know, it's, it's two hours, whatever it is well spent. Right. For sure. What's your favorite book? Muhammad, 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 Whatever I'm reading right now. Whatever I'm reading right now. <laughs> Ulysses. Final Jeopardy question. <laughs> you know, last summer I read Moby Dick. And uh, that that was something that I've been meaning to do for a yeah. while. It really is a fantastic novel. You talked a little bit when you were doing it, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it really, I mean, uh, uh, really learned a lot about whales. <laughs> <laughs> really learned a lot about whales. But he goes from being so encyclopedic to being uh, the most poetic writer imaginable when describing Absolutely. the ocean Absolutely. and the fish and the romanticism. That's right. It's it's the dichotomy yeah. between those I, two. There's one of my favorite lines in the in the novel is, um, you know, I had to look up four words in the sentence. <laughs> yeah, and it was basically describing a bunch of sailors getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> remember, you remember it at all, or? Something about the uh, the uh, even the most obstreperous topers, the you know liquor soon mounted to their heads. Uh, something. Like that. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, that one of my favorite quotes. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it probably. Um, comes from a um, it's called Beowulf on the Beach. And it like kind of like examines like maybe a hundred of the classics, why you should read them, why you shouldn't read them, things you make sure to pay attention to, blah blah blah. And uh, they said about um, Moby Dick, uh, which I love. I've read it multiple times. Um, <clears throat> it's like Melville when going about it. It's like basically, so, all right, you can go and travel the whole world to understand life. Or you can pour yourself singularly into a singular sort of um, domain or um, field or idea, and all life will be revealed to you, uh, how deep you get into it. You can kind of like surface and kind of like get the gist of maybe life, but also you can just bore. And that's him. That's this guy describing Melville's creation, his project. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Yeah. Because it's a lot. It's just a, yeah, very much a pouring of a soul into the, the like a vessel of the topic of whaling and, right. Right. and life and stuff. And it, it turned out to be great last summer, you mm-hmm. know, when we're, mm-hmm. you know, trapped at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really, uh, you know, just that transportation to this different world this mm-hmm. different time mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and really just get that that feeling like I was that I was there mm-hmm. so you know I, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite but yeah uh, uh, highly recommended yeah you know? it's also like he has the advantage of like all right it's like it's 600 it's a long book right yeah, seven <clears> pages <throat> a day no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, that's how you're doing it. yeah yep did you do that I did seven, that's so such good discipline yeah over the course of what? Three months? Four, yeah, four months. Yeah. You did it. You really did it, man. Um, it's, um, what was I going to say? Oh, he also has the maybe advantage of like some works just 
take a long time to get through. And you you find if you're going to get through them, you dwell with the material longer. Therefore, the material, and maybe in theory, could take a greater hold on you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like and yeah. it's like sales in a way, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> um, if you really wanted to like have the reader, uh, you really want to influence the reader's life. Right. Now you're saying sales like S A I. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, I gotta like read you this thing when we're done. I basically took the first paragraph of uh, Moby Dick, Call Me Ishmael. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, and I changed some of the words around. Uh-huh. I'm trying to write like a biography, f- sort of, of my life for my uh-huh. website. Okay. Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here here's the title for my autobiography. It's gonna be "Spare Me the Details: A Life in Bowling." <laughs> <laughs> I got the title. Spare me the details, or I'll spare you the details. <laughs> Just spare me the details. A life in bowling. A life in bowling. You like bowling? I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like it. On that note, it's gonna be a wrap, bro. What's your favorite food? It's always my last one. Tends to be my last question. Popcorn. For real? A hot air pop popcorn. Hot air popcorn, like movie theater popcorn. Yeah, but like I make it at home. Yeah, it's better that way. The thing is better. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, hot air popcorn? Like I got a machine. Really? Like you know, pour the kernels in. Okay. Turn it on, heats it up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, All right, let's go eat some popcorn, watch some golf. That sounds perfect. All right, thank you, bro. Thank you, Billy. All right, it's been a lot of fun. Brett Lubieski, pillar of community. He is a pillar of community. He's. He is he is loyal to himself. He is strong and confident in his skin. Therefore, that is why he is a pillar to the community around him. Brett Lubiesky. Pillars of Community is a hyper-local approach to the podcast. Chevy Chase, Bethesda, Kensington, Washington, D.C. A podcast of people who are pillars unto themselves. And because of that, they stand pillars of our community. It begins by being your best self, your best pillar. Then, just like that, magically, whether you know it or not, the community will feel your effect. These people are pillars of community. Be a pillar.